world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most astute Second Amendment broadcast in the nation behind enemy lines today. The stress and an empty the uncertainty of this media virus is crippling to our nation. Yeah, it sure is, huh? Uh, we're taping the show on a Saturday instead of a Sunday, and the range is closed. Yeah, you could um, set a bomb off here and hurt, not um, hurt anyone. This is about an hour before Governor Murphy's press conference, which I'm sure we all know is what's going to be announced. But uh, about uh, a large percentage of my staff called in sick. You know, they're worried about themselves, their family. Some live with the elderly. Some have wives that, you know, home pregnant, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, so we made a decision this morning. I was I was planning on staying open until the government demanded me shut down. But so we are shut down until further notice. And uh, the number one question I'm getting from people in emails and social media is when are we reopening? And... Uh, I don't want to sound facetious or not, but my Magic 8-Ball is not available right now, okay? I don't want to sound facetious or condescending. Uh, This is very stressful. Store shelves are empty. I've been shopping for my parents, leaving stuff in their garage, and then calling my mother and telling her to come downstairs and pick it up. Luckily, I have partial prepper mentality. I could go four or five months without uh, anything, and I have... uh, a beautiful dry rub for long pork, okay? And long pork is human, uh, by the way. And if I'm going to start eating humans, it will be vegans first because they only eat veggies. Right, that's true. Right? Not yeah. many byproducts or anything. Right. Vegetarians go second, and then carnivores go third in my list. So, you, Have you been, uh, you know, like... Just uh, polling your neighbors to see who is a... Yeah, I keep posting too soon to start eating the neighbors. <laughs> too soon to start... I'm just waiting, you know? I, 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 but, I know. You have been waiting for this for quite a while. Yes. Uh, listen, I'm not a doctor, but when something like this happens, all right, I understand shelter in place, and we want to, we want to flatten the curve and everything. But if the hardest percentage people that are hit are the elderly or people with other uh, ailments, respiratory or whatever... Maybe it would be better to do that because I'm not going to sound selfish here, but I do not see how our country is going to recover from this. Because, first of all, all big business and corporations will get federal bailouts because they have lobbyists and they're beholden to the political class and the political class is beholden to them. Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley, who was the U.N. ambassador... Uh, to the, for the United States, she resigned her board seat from Boeing because Boeing already asked for bailout money. You know, and their CEO makes $700 million a year. The only problem there, I believe, is the fact that Boeing has a very large government contract to make a lot of uh, the defense planes. So. All right, well, then, listen, I no one's going to bail me out. Right, no. I, 
No one. I'm a small business. I, I employ that, 70 people, 35 right. of them full time yep. that have wives and kids and families and mortgages and rents and car right. payments. And the fixed expenses still keep coming. Correct. We are not going to get corporate welfare. Mm-mm. I don't know how long we're going to be shut down. I applied for unemployment this morning under the co- temporary COVID unemployment. I've been paying into it for 50 years. Yeah. Well, actually, I've been paying into it for about almost 40 years. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, four, 18 years old, 40 years, 41 years I've been paying into it. But I, I just don't know how long this shelter in place can work. You know. And then we have the yeah. doctors and the nurses and all the uh, first responders that are you know, maybe being exposed to stuff. Then we have all the people in the food industry and the pharmacies that are being exposed to it. I, I'm not, again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a genius by any means. But I do not know how this whirlwind is going to stop, Sandy. How, how does this stop? Well, it, one of the things that we're doing is, you know, we, we can talk about that. I think, you know, we should probably talk about the things that we people really do need to know uh, and to sort away the facts from the fiction. And um, we do know, to, to uh, answer your point, the just information that I got this morning from WHO suggests very highly see here is it here's the issue we up until this point and up until the time it hit Europe and we actually got real data that we could kind of trust um you can't trust anything that the uh, Chinese have reported or are reporting right now so you have to kind of discount that entire side yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't trust anything no, coming no. out of red china it's, it's just everyone knows not to i mean there, there's a certain political correctness there but everyone knows that you, you don't trust anything a communist government says i mean there could be five hundred thousand dead in in china and we would never ever know uh there could be two people and we would never ever know uh what we do know that's coming out of italy right now uh, italy and germany and uh, switzerland is the fact that the you know that we know that the virus constant is is mutating. We do know um, a couple of things that um, are happening right now between, uh, I'd say about uh, I'm looking at the data right now, somewhere about twenty five percent of the patients who are being severely hospitalized uh, in Europe right now are between the ages of twenty and forty four. So we do know now that uh, there is a more broader base of people being affected, which is about right. You know, when you look at it, uh, of course, people who are older and people who have compromised immune systems for either have had transplants or chemo or that sort of a thing or who, um, you know, from from a medical condition have a compromised immune system. We know that. Even a cold is going to be a big issue with them. The flu certainly is going to be a big issue with that. This is not something, you know, I think what I'd like to say is that this is not something uh, we don't know about. A coronavirus, the common cold is is is, is part of the genus of coronaviruses. This isn't something like um, uh, HIV or Ebola. When Ebola first came on the scene, Literally, we looked at it and said, what the hell is that? We didn't, that did not happen. That's a scary situation. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. you look at something that you've never, ever, ever seen before, this just happens to be another form of coronavirus, which is a pretty common thing. We know there, there are four of them that, four very common ones that, um, 
uh, create the seasonal flu. We know that uh, the seasonal flu has been around uh, for quite a while. It's just another iteration uh, of the Spanish flu from 1918. Uh, you know, so what's exciting to us geeks at this point is the fact that uh, when this when we knew about this, from the time we knew about this until the time we actually had a test to test whether this was, in fact, part of this, you know, part of this, the symptoms were related to this coronavirus, uh, which is a derivative of the SARS virus, mm -hmm. was about a week, a little over a week. That is astounding in science. Astounding. If you take a look at what happened with AIDS, for instance, 20 or 30 years ago when AIDS first made the scene to get from where it was to where we are now took 11 years. We jumped that in one week. That's how far science with corona? has come with Corona. Is it also because of regulation barriers being knocked down too? Or that no? is part of it. You know, we'll get in. I, we'll get into it. I, I, I want to cover this whole uh, show is yours because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm disgusted with everything. Well, I think you know, I, I think it's good that we dialogue. You know, back and forth to to try. I'm to not talking to you, but can I keep well, going. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're separated by just giant things. And why are you wearing four masks? I'm just trying to wonder. <laughs> uh, look. I think there's a couple of things that we really need to know. The number one is the fact that this is an evolving thing. Anything that happens with epidemics, uh, specifically with epidemics, is an evolving. You're chasing a moving target. Um, the what we are learning now, literally by the hour, uh, is changing. It's changing a lot of what uh, how we respond to this. Viruses do what viruses do. They do what they're designed to do, which is to to jump from host to host. Mm -hmm. All right, they're they're designed to do that. The only way a virus stops is when it runs out of hosts. What we can do, uh, to quote, you know, the phrase that's being bandied around about now, is to literally flatten the curve. Mm -hmm. We can control how quickly this thing spreads, and this thing or any other flu virus. The good part about this is the deaths that we're seeing from the seasonal flu, which is killing tenfold, 20-fold more people than uh, COVID-19 is, um, have dropped precipitously. So that's a good thing. Less people will be dying of the seasonal flu. The things that we do know, uh, the incubation period of this thing, we do know from WHO now is about the median average is about 5.5 days. What does that mean? It means from the time that you're um, exposed and infected to this virus till the time you um, start to begin to show symptoms. Some people are getting gastro symptoms, I read, right? Okay, that's, Some. that's something new. Yes, okay. correct. Um, that's something that hasn't, didn't present itself until maybe about last week. We started to see that. About 40% of the people. Maybe the virus people, is morphing? I don't know. Again, if we could trust the data coming out of China. And again, some of this data comes out of China, so it's a little spurious. Sure. All right. Spurious. Um, the, about 40% of the cases are showing that there is a... Uh, an onset of diarrhea sometimes before you get a respiratory thing. So that's something that, uh, and I'm speaking now directly to doctors, it's something that uh, doctors and nurses. So if a patient does present with a GI uh, symptoms, 
it's not something to overlook. Before okay. we were, we were looking at it and going, oh, well, all right, it could just be a GI thing or it's just a flu, just a garden variety flu. So we didn't investigate or go a little bit deeper. Uh, I think now everybody kind of knows that this is something that we should take a look at. Um, for the average person, mention it to your doctor. You know, if you if this does happen and then you later on develop a, you know, a flu-like sort of thing, respiratory issues or cold-like sort of thing, that's something that you should mention to your doctor. Don't freak out, but just, you know, again, mention it to your doctor. I think the big thing is just don't freak out. The vast, 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 vast majority of the people who have gotten, been exposed to this and gone through an entire season cycle of the cycle of, of this um, are fine. They, many of them, and we're getting the reports right now, many of them, and we're going to see this play out in the U.S. more, have gotten it, didn't even know they had it, gotten over it, and thought they had a bad cold. Can you get it again? We don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, th- those are one of the things that we just we, we haven't been able to tell yet. We still... Um, don't know how contagious it is. Right now, we look for something called the R naught factor, and R naught is the uh, let's call it contagiousness uh, of a of a disease. If uh, if I get the disease, how many people will I uh, give it to? Uh, you know, in the, in that course. Sure. Right now, the R naught is about two point It's come down quite a a bit, and I anticipate it probably will continue to fall the more we know about it. Um, It started out pretty high. To to give you an idea, what does that mean? It's kind of between the seasonal flu and SARS. Okay. All right. Um, Measles, for instance, very, very highly contagious, has an R-naught of 18. Ah, So it gives you kind of... So thank God this thing is not as contagious as measles. Um, it is, however, three times more contagious than the seasonal flu so far. Three times more yeah. contagious uh, than the seasonal flu. Based on the flu. data that we have okay. this week. Now, next week, maybe even by the time you're hearing this, it could have changed. Like I said, this is a moving target. The numbers that I'm giving you right now, I'm getting directly from you know my buds at WHO and, and CDC and NIH. And that, that data is constantly updating. So we're looking at it, you know, those of us are geeking out over a lot of the stuff that's happening. It pretty much is... It's pretty much going according to course. I get a lot of questions, a lot of people saying, you know, does this look like it was engineered? But it, no, it doesn't. I've seen the DNA structure of it. it it's the, the RNA is is pretty much plain Jane. It, Did it come from bat soup, you think? Could it come <laughs> it, from bat soup? It, well, it, let's put it this way. This is most like most of these things. It's a, a zoonotic transference. So what happens is this is typically a zoonotic uh, um, uh Virus, right? It's mostly in animals. When it makes the jump uh, from zoonotic from animal to human, it kind of distorts itself, right? It it's not normally there are plenty of uh, viruses that animals get that we don't get, and that we get that animals don't get. Okay. But now we're starting to see that this um, because there was a dog, in fact, infected with uh, uh, COVID nineteen. 
that we do know that this is going back and forth. And sometimes that happens when a, you know, when a virus mutates. Like I said, viruses do what they were designed to do. They want to jump from place to place. That's the only, that's their only purpose. And they will continue to do that until they run out of hosts. And when they run out of hosts, they look for new hosts. And that's exactly what happens when you go from a zoonotic thing to a human thing. Now, probably what happened, like with MERS, MERS, they said came from camel to human. It probably was a bat that bit the camel, the bat that bit the rat that bit the, yeah, the bat that maybe uh, bit a camel and the camel then uh, developed the disease and then transferred it over to humans. We, we still don't really know. That, like I said, this is all kind of new. It's all uncharted territories, especially when you get something that's a little bit, a little bit different than before. But the things that we do know is um, the virus um, sheds right now. And again, I'm kind of more speaking to the medical community. The virus does uh, appear to continue to shed as far as 12 days post recovery. So it means that when you're better um, you're, and you have no symptoms whatsoever, you are still uh, have the possibility of giving this to people close to you. Gotcha. You know, and the virus still sheds itself. We do know that um, <clears throat> the virus is very contagious at about five days. It reaches its peak at this point, again, based on this data, it reaches its peak at about five days, which is a little bit different than its cousin SARS-1, which was about seven days. That from looking at this is a little troubling to me because um, if the virus is reaching its peak in five days and we can continue to be asymptomatic up to 14 days, you see where we're going here? Yeah, 21 you, days, basically. Well, 20, 19, 20 you, days. You have that 14-day period, right? But <clears throat> if the virus is peaked at five days, if I'm exposed to it, and five days from now, you and I come in contact at when the virus is at its highest concentration in my upper respiratory uh, system, I can be extremely contagious or, or what's, you know, a super infector of people and not even know I'm sick. So uh, how do we deal with that? Well, you deal with it the same way you deal with everything else. Universal precautions. You treat everyone and everything as if it is infected and can infect you. And that's what we do with pretty much everything. Um, in, in the medical profession, you know, we, we, we refer to it as universal precautions, meaning that you wash your hands, um, you don't touch your face, you don't touch your eyes, you don't touch your nose. And again, you assume that you 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 uh, assume that the surfaces you touch regularly and and are touched doorknobs, cell phones, steering wheels, uh, knobs, handles, things of that, um, which are which so we, I should stop touch, touching strangers too. We, then, well, right? you should yeah, you should stop yeah that you probably should have done a while ago and stop you know licking doorknobs, which you know or at least cut back on it. I mean, it's I know it's difficult, but. Um, uh, one of the questions I get uh, all the time is, is, is this airborne? Is it aerosolized? Well, um, we don't know. Uh, we, we really don't know how, how bad it is. We just assume, yes, it is. Um, now, this is more for, what does that mean? It means, that, you know, does the virus hang out in the air instead of just immediately dropping to the floor? Sure. When people speak or, or cough or, or sing or uh, yawn, um, does the does the, the the droplets come out and drop directly to the floor? Um, 
don't, we don't know, but you just always assume yes. Uh, and this is more important for, let's just say, an ophthalmologist or for um, who is literally inches away from the other person day in, day out, yeah, day in, day out from patients over and over and over every 15 minutes. New patient breathing on them, you know, literally inches away. Uh, the first doctor in China who died was an ophthalmologist. He was the first one who was infected and died. I think he died from something other than other than COVID nineteen. But um, you know, that's 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 to be seen. You will never know. But um, or people who were you know uh, ER people, EMTs, people who are intubating or working with respirators, uh, respiratory therapists, th- that sort of thing. That's more critical for them to know. But we again, are already taking universal precautions. We're already wearing the proper masks. We're already re- wearing a face shield. And mm-hmm. we, we wash our hands and we change our little booties and, and that sort of thing. That's being done. But like I said, the big thing is is just to assume that everyone and everything is contagious. So take the proper care. Like I said, don't freak out, but wash your hands with so- hot soap and water better than the hand sanitizers. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. don't have hot soap and water, okay, hand sanitizer. But then as soon as you can get hot soap and water, you want to wash your hands with hot soap and water. So if we got people washing their hands now in this country after the COVID, can we work on people using turn signals? No, dude, oh. that's like, you're, Shit. Not, you're really just, I don't know, unless we can come up with something like, uh, you know, an anthrax epidemic or something. Wishful like thinking. Like Wishful thinking. But this is the most you've ever spoken on a show ever. Well, this must be your wheelhouse. I, I don't know. <laughs> stay, stay in your lane, dude. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always.
world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick. But just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. So, before the mad scientist <laughs> comes back on, uh, is that brimstone over there? It is. Okay. Before he comes back on, I want to discuss a few things here. So, first of all, we all know the small businesses are getting crushed. So, remember to support those who support you. All of those restaurants that you normally go to that are offering takeout, they're selling gift certificates. If you have it, if you're one of these people that is still getting paid during this time and working from home and you have an income, think about the people that don't have an income or have to apply apply for unemployment insurance or people who work off tips or whatever. Do do your best. I mean, Ron Sousa bought a $250 gift certificate for the range today. That's nice. Mike Morano yeah. renewed his gold membership early yeah. today. I mean, yeah. this this is beautiful things because we are we are going to come into a, a pinch because my fixed costs do not disappear. No. No. Insurance, rent, mm-hmm. no, mortgage. Nobody nobody yeah. wants to know shit. So, yeah. uh, you know, and again, we're not going to get a bailout. But it's a great time to support them and spend some money. If you can order the takeout, that's fine. If you can't, give certificates. And now we're going to go full circle. You're home all of this time. You're trapped in a house with your kids or your spouse or whatever. Here's the challenge. Every time you think about initiating a domestic dispute with your wife <laughs> or kids or loved ones, go online and give Gun for Hire a five-star review and give all of those other businesses that have been supportive of you and you support them, a five-star review. You can oh, do like one a at a time. Period, so, yeah, you know, yeah. the honeymooners, you say pins and needles, needles and pins, happy oh, yeah. man as a man who grins. <laughs> what am I man mad about? At the review. end, you go, let me go give a five-star review. Hunt, I got to step away for a minute. I got to take care of this. Let me give Gun for Hire a five-star review on any of the, the, the uh, media platforms. But do the same thing for your local businesses yeah. that are being shut down. Yeah. Uh, whether it's gun shops, food places, I don't care what it is, any delivery place that you may use, they are going to need this. We are going to see massive people out of work for a long time, and many, many businesses are not going to recover from this. I'm sorry to yeah. say that, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, they're not going to exist long enough to be able to recover. And it's, and it's a shame, especially the people that support us. The people in a 2A community is very, very important, okay? It's important. Maybe some of the members, Ant, who uh, own businesses could, uh, you know, on, either on social media or text us or whatever to let them know the businesses that they own. And maybe the rest of us would want to patronize them or... Email Anthony at Gun For Hire and next week's show, because I'm sure this is going to go more than a week. Yeah. Um, next week's show, we will we will shout out all of our supporters out there that keep it in the family. But yeah, you got to support everybody here. And my range too, if you want to buy gift certificates, they don't expire. Mm. We're not like Target or anything else like that. You know, those companies are going to going to survive walmart the four walmart brothers and sisters are worth 30 billion dollars a piece 
Amazon is going to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, all these big box stores, Target, everybody are going to survive. It's the little guys and girls that are not going to survive. Right. The small businesses. Bunch think about think about all the companies like me that have donated to your charities, your local organizations. Yeah. Let right. you guys use the range for second is for everyone, and the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts and every other civic organization. So, if you are getting a paycheck and it doesn't look like your paycheck is going to end in the next month or so. You definitely should be supporting those who support you. So I, I, I wanted to push that out there, and I just wanted to talk about a couple of things before Sandy gets back into it. Eighteen towns in New Jersey have stopped uh, processing firearms paperwork, uh, wow. blaming COVID, short manpower, emergency, blah, 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 blah. Uh, ANJRPC got their legal eagles involved, and uh, they flipped out of the 18 towns already. I think 16 or 14 towns are now accepting applications. You they know, just out and out stop. Yeah, they 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 all posted shit on their website. They're uh. sorry, we're closed. <laughs> Um, NJ2AS got involved with, I believe it's New Brunswick. You know, uh, Alexander went down from NJ2AS and yeah. made a video and a stink and everything. And they've since reversed it as well. And uh, CNJFO wrote a, a good article by uh, Ashley Cameron. Uh, go on CNJFO's website or their social media about how many people right now are woke because uh, they're all trying to buy a gun online or come into a gun store with their driver's license. I've answered this question 300 times already the past <laughs> week in this pandemic. Uh, I want to buy a gun I, online, but they're telling me I need an FID card and an FFL. What's that? Okay. But I was told it's easier to buy a gun than a laptop online. Uh, so all of these people, listen, that if, store. if you're in line in a gun store for guns or ammo this week, you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you're really you're really doing you're it all really along. I lived in my house four years now. I have uh, the N95 masks and the other mm -hmm. masks. I have them. Yeah, I have a box of 500 surgical gloves. I I, I don't yeah. know. I just I also have Tyvek booties. Right. You know, I have a package of I think it's 24 or 48 in a package. I've never cracked any of them open, but when I open that cupboard in my uh, my mud room or my washer and dryer is, I see them off. up on the top shelf. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm good. good yep. You know, uh, I've had hand sanitizer for a long time. Uh, I got a couple of gallons of bleach. You know, it, this is stuff yeah. that we all we all have to to think about. Did I ever tell you the story about the kid who came, he's at the, uh, we'll have a, you know, the exterminators, they come and they spray for the, uh, whatever, uh, what are you, spiders and whatnot. Ew, spiders. Comes into, uh, comes into the, in my garage and I'm standing there and he looks around and he goes, dude, what are you preparing for? World War Three? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> And you know, again, your 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 family members. If you have anybody that has pre-existing medical conditions, if you have anybody that's elderly, uh, Sandy before the show dropped off uh, food to his father-in-law, who's what a hundred and four thirty-seven. How old is he? Ninety-one. Ninety-one. He's ninety-one years old. Again, I've been doing garage drops to my parents. I called them up this morning. You need anything from the store? Of course, my mother. No, we don't need anything. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. a, a half hour later, I called my father. What do you need? Well, we're getting low on half and half, and we could use some eggs, and we're using this. Okay, I got gotcha, you. Okay. You know, and I just I just pick it up and yeah. uh, and, and take care of it. But, Drop it in the garage. You know, th it's times like this that define us. Yes. You know, and uh, I posted a quote today from Thomas Paine, and he was when he wrote this, uh, it was it was to the uh, 
Revolutionary War, and he uses some uh, verbiage that most people don't understand. But he wrote this uh, December 23rd, uh, 1776, and it was entitled uh, The Crisis. And he wrote, These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he who stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman alike. Well, he's cons- a summer soldier and a sunshine patriot is like a fair weather boss. Yeah. Anybody could be a boss in fair weather, but times like this one, right. I got to shut my business down with 70 employees. Yeah. This will define me. Right. And everybody out there listening, it's Thomas Paine, P-A-I-N-E. If you don't know this and I'm telling you this for the first time, you definitely failed history. Uh, but they probably don't teach they it anymore for you anymore. under 40, so yeah. I'll apologize yeah. ahead of time. I also want to thank Laszlo for dropping off the smoked bacon, another load from his dad, <laughs> okay? For my, for my, uh, what, I put it in my larder, right? Is that still a word they use? It's in my larder. That's great. So, Sandy, I have a couple of things that yeah. I want, a couple of quotes that I posted, and then I want you to talk more about my, my, my corona, Okay. <laughs> I wrote one of my quotes was, we the people need to know for certain when this lockdown will end. The uncertainty for business, parents and kids is just not sustainable. It's it's tough. It's looming. Right. And the other one I wrote, which is so true. And all of you out there better wake up to this. Okay, Remember, the ruling class can keep this lockdown going as long as they like. They all still get paid. And all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Animal Farm quote from George Orwell, now available in nonfiction. I think that if we have to suspend pay, all of our public officials should do the same thing and go on the unemployment system. I mean, Governor Murphy, who's a billionaire, still collects a check, that guy? Correct, correct. Correct, correct, correct. Well, the answer to your first one is the same as the, you know, my, my magic eight ball is is, is busted. Um, we will know when we know. The uh, One of the things that we're doing right now, I think the second point, <clears throat> I, I, I'd kind of like everybody to know, is that the, the experts um, are dealing with this. They... they they're taking the necessary steps right now to do what we can to reduce the spread of infection. Yes. Okay. Like I said, though, uh, viruses are viruses. This is not like a bacteria. Uh, viruses are viruses, and viruses do what they are designed to do. They want to jump, and they want to move, and they want to replicate. Um, the thing that we're doing right now, especially in New Jersey, I as as hard as it sounds and as as bad as it sounds is uh i agree 100% with it i agree with bastard so sad yeah Tommy, sad with doctor. A, Ad, andrew cuomo and this and 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 horseface um <laughs> mr ed here uh snaggletooth uh, is what you call them right um yeah uh, and 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 the reason is this um to make restrictions here in california uh in public health Understand the fact that, and I'm telling this be, to you guys, okay? Um, you need to scare the crap out of people, okay, in order to get them to change their behavior just a little bit. Well, we're here, yeah. And um, as as painful as it is, uh, this is a good thing because if we can <coughs> interrupt normal behavior. Uh, in in a way, and the theory is is that there's 15 days to spread the uh, to to slow the spread of infection. You know that came out of the White House directive. 
um, we're using 15 days. It's going to be reassessed. We will know at the end of that 15-day period, based on the numbers on the ground, whether this had any effect whatsoever. In the New York metro area, you know our attitude. New York, New yeah, Jersey. You Leave tell me people, alone. Yeah. And if you tell people, you know, if you go outside, you're going to die. They're like, yeah, F you. Right? And they do it anyway. That's why it has to be so severe. We tried with the suggestions. And, and the bars were packed. And the bars were packed. And spring breakers were doing the spring break thing. And I think one of the worst things that we could have done in the beginning was to say that this is only killing old people. Young people, you're fine. But young people are spreading it to old people. Young people are spreading very deeply to old people. And um, Dr. Bricks, uh, who is uh, heading the um, the uh, Corona Task Force for the White House, I think made a statement the other day. I think it was during a presser and wasn't on a, on, on a normal I'm on both of the calls. Um, the uh, I think she said one of the big things that they uh, that this generation uh, of millennials can do, which is a, a very big cohort, um, is to consider that your your actions affect both your parents and your grandparents. That uh, by being irresponsible. You could really be killing your parents and grandparents, and um, now we're starting to see that uh, that's changing. That people who are between twenty and forty-four are also being affected to a great degree. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left, you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. 
To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Okay, some housekeeping stuff. Our New York brothers and sisters, number two, A-N-Y-S, Second Amendment, New York State.com. Check them out. Um, NJ, number two, A-Sanctuary.com. The sanctuary movement right now is on hold because all public meetings and stuff are, mm-hmm. are, are, are off the table. But go on their website and support them, our media. Remember, Marty's V-Burger in New York is still open, doing takeout and delivery with seamless Grubhub and all of that other uh, type of stuff. Marty's stuff is solid, solid, solid. Mention Gun for Hire or Gun for Hire Radio, and you will get a discount. Uh, Mark Cheeseman's GoFundMe page, Restore-Carry-NJ, is back up again because uh, the Supreme Court is putting off cases right now because the average age of a Supreme Court justice is 198. <laughs> and uh, Like my father-in-law. Yes. And, you know, again, uh, Rick Mehta, who is running for U.S. Senate against Cory Booker, uh, was scheduled to be on the show. And the next, like, 10 weeks, we have a lot of prominent people that are running that are requesting to be on the show since I went to that uh, GOP yeah, leadership right. conference. So I, I'm accumulating some questions that I'm going to ask them when they come in, all right? And just I'm just going to give you an example. If anybody else has any questions, anthony at gunforhire.com. Question number one, does the Extreme Risk Protection Act violate any constitutional rights? I want to hear their take. Number two, from Mark Cheeseman, what are the three qualifying requirements of the Justifiable Deed Statute in New Jersey? Okay. <laughs> No, yes, I want they they need to know this. Yeah, and if they we're, don't, I'm going to educate them. We're not going to give them ahead of time. Right? No, no, nobody's getting questions ahead of time. Number three, Maybe we shouldn't be reading. Them no, I don't care. They don't listen to the show. They oh. just want press so they yeah, can get elected. That's true, right? Number three, what's your interpretation of a well regulated of well regulated as written in the Second Amendment? Number four, how many days does a law abiding citizen have to wait for approval of a firearms ID card? They're not going to know the law. No. Number five, do you believe that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land and the Bill of Rights acknowledges the birthrights of all Americans? You like that one? I like that. Number five, do you agree that the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution guarantees a fundamental individual right to keep and bear arms for all law-abiding Americans? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number seven, I'm going to be addressing why it has to be class three felony for mere possession of 10, 11 round magazines or whatever. Why couldn't it be a misdemeanor? Right. Why do they have to hammer us with a felony? Right. Number eight, I want to ask them about the Castle Doctrine and why doesn't it apply when we leave outside our home in the state of New Jersey? Number nine, I want to ask them their thoughts on the assault weapons ban and black rifles. Number 10, I want to ask them about what's their take on large capacity ammunition magazines and if there should be a restriction. And number 11, are you a member of the NRA or any other gun advocacy organization? 
Anybody else have any questions? And why I'll should it be a class two felony? One tick down from murder for the mere possession of a firearm. Outside, if we stop to pee between here and the range, it is a class two Correct. crime. One tick down from murder. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Is that so. is that uh, is that something that's logical? No. And I want to see what if you have any other questions that are reasonable and sane, <laughs> not insane, sane, S A N E. You forget the group we're talking yes, to. Yes. Yeah. Send them to Anthony at Gun for Hire. Also send us your Pro 2A businesses, Gun for Hire supportive businesses, and Pro 2A community businesses that we should all be keeping it in the family. Yep. During this time of crisis, yeah. okay? So what else do you have? What do you think of the doctor? What's it, Dr. Fauci? What's Fauci? His name? Fauci, yeah. What do you think of him? Uh, I love him. Yeah. He's a good friend, and I, and I really I love him dearly. He's a, good, he's a very good doctor. Um, he, uh, he's a, uh, an immunologist and probably one of the brightest immunologists I've ever uh, seen or known. Really? Yeah, he's that good. He's very good. Okay. He's, I mean, he's a Brooklyn boy, right? His mom and dad owned a pharmacy in uh, Brooklyn, and the whole damn family worked at the farm. You know, it's a typical Guinea family, right? Mm-hmm, the whole mm-hmm. family. He used to deliver, deliver prescriptions, you know, in the neighborhood. And uh, I mean, he climbed his way uh, from Brooklyn, and uh, he's, he's a great guy. Good. Um, super, super guy. So you trust what he's out there saying? Absolutely. Um, yeah, look, you you can. Uh, this is probably. I'm trying to stay apolitical, but this is probably a uh, an administration that, uh, I think, for the first time in quite a while, that you can. Uh, who's going to shoot straight at a lot of things? Look, there, there are. Uh, I'm going to be real with you guys. There are a lot of things that. Um, CDC, NIH, the scientists behind the scenes know that um, they're not going to tell you at this moment, all right? They will tell you what's relevant. You see what happens when uh, the wrong word is said. Stock market drops like a rock. Uh, people freak mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. They start hoarding toilet paper. What the hell is that about? I'm I trying know. to figure There's out. There's nothing on the shelves. You can't get uh, napkins, Kleenex, nothing. paper towels. No, for what, it's all gone. Just stop. Just stop. I mean, you don't need that much toilet paper, You're right. period. You need to get whatever you need for the week. The toilet, Scott is still making toilet paper. Gary, went to, buy, Gary went to buy emergency uh, extra toasty Cheez-Its, and there was 30 <laughs> boxes on the shelf, and he only got three. That, well, that's pretty good. Uh, is that restraint? That's very restraint. Okay. Well, you so, know, because I just, that was the first thing disappearing off the sh- shelves at the Walmart. Do you believe that? Cheese it? No, just like just snack, junk, food. junk food. Yeah. And I said that's that's pretty cool, you know. People um, people that are homeschooling their kids right now are going to find out it's not the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, they're going to be like, oh, my Uh, God. Your kid isn't gifted. Oh, my God. No, he's special. Yeah, he's special. (laughs) Oh, God. God. The fun thing is, is look, um, 
there, there's some stuff in the pike right now that's pretty exciting. All right. I mean, the stuff that we geek out over. There's some, mm-hmm. and, and again, it's because you'll notice that the solution to this as to many things, as to almost everything I can think of, will come from the capitalistic system. It will not come from socialism. If you want to see the difference, look at what's going on in Italy right now. Look at what, what's going on in the socialized countries with socialized medicine. Look at the death rates there. Compare that to a country of three. 330 million people. What are the death rates here? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you more people statistically will choke to death today than have died of um, uh, COVID-19 since it hit this country. And, and I'm just talking about U.S. Mm-hmm. Look, com- contrast that with what's going on in Italy. And you'll see that people, the, the, the supplies the the equipment i have family members who are physicians in italy and i i my heart goes out to them i'm part of me wants to just go there and help and the biggest issue is is not that there's a lack of doctors there's a lack of equipment there's a lack of everything because the social system is built to keep well people well and that's it the very young and the very old will always die and right now, if you're above the age of 65, you're not even admitted or treated into a hospital, no matter how sick you are. They're keeping really? the people in this center. Uh, that is socialized medicine. I mean, that's the reality of socialized medicine. You always have to practice as to what's best for the uh, society itself. One one of the, first, the biggest education I ever had was uh, one professor in, in 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 my early days as a plebe <laughs> you you were uh, we i sitting down i still remember it like it was yesterday basically to paraphrase he said ladies and gentlemen you are not here to cure the sick and ease pain you are here to make new soldiers this was a course in military medicine it's completely ass backwards from the way you think and that's basically what he said. Everything you think you know about it, whatever, it's turning upside down. You're not here. To, no shit. Yeah. Because you just, you know, in, in a sense, you triage the sickest go first, right? Correct. Not in military medicine. You're, it's the sickest go over into the corner. A guy with a sucking chest wound goes off into the corner in battlefield medicine. And you treat the guy who's got a cut on his finger first. Or, because or a, a light bullet wound. A light bullet wound. Yep, yep, right. You're setting him back out. Um, to the to the you know to the field to the to the front, so you're there to make new soldiers. If after all that is done, the guy with the sucking chest wound is still alive, then you can treat him. And and that's kind of like what socialized medicine is about. Socialized medicine will treat the that donut hole right, the very young and the very old. No, because they're not contributing to society. Gotcha. If they're earlier than 12 years old, and this is the same in Britain, if they're earlier than 12 years old, the average Brit doesn't know this, but that's how it works in the NIH. Uh, no, NHS, uh, not God forbid, in the NIH. That's, um, in the NHS, that's kind of how it works. you know. And I've worked in all of those systems. 
And it's it, it opens your eyes to how good we have it in the U.S. We do. And especially <laughs> under this administration, I think one of, some of the greatest things that we're having, we've got vaccines in the pipeline right now. We've got treatments in the pipeline right now that are – what's amazing me is the brilliance of young scientists from all over the country, from many, many different disciplines, including IT sciences and whatnot, who are coming up with solutions that are so – different and unique and novel and it's it's wonderful to see so i guess the big thing to 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 take away from that is the fact that there are great brains working behind the scenes right now so again just try to come in off the roof listen i'm i'm listening to what sandy said and i'm going to do my best it's not easy for me as a small business owner and an entrepreneur i have no idea what i'm going to do home (laughs) <laughs> I have to be honest. I work seven days a week, 363 days a year at the range. and I'll, you know, But I'm going to try my best, and everybody else could try their best. Maybe if we could flatten that curve in a week or two, Dude, maybe we'll come out of quarantine. no matter what, by yourself. You know I, have a well con- I, I have a conference call with the NRA Monday at 11 o'clock, and I have a conference call at 3 o'clock with some uh, range people uh, for some organization I volunteer for at 3 o'clock. So I'll be here. <laughs> uh, I'll be in front of my computer, and we'll be here to tape the show next week week or whatever the hell we're yep. going to do you got to come up and take care of your father-in-law anyway so right. exactly. uh on a good note uh the um uh, roosevelt uh, twine i don't know if i mentioned the earlier shows the prosecutor dropped all of his charges yep. and now he's contemplating uh civil suit yes okay so uh that's a beautiful thing and uh, I got a ton of letters and stuff from people. I'm, I'm not really going to get into it too much this week. Uh, there's just way too much going on. But, you know, try not to be affected too much by the media. So, Sandy, where's the best place for someone to get info that's as unbiased as possible? Forget Fox, CNN, MSNBC, NBC. What, what, what would you say, basically? Go to the professional, cdc.gov. Um, it's got a great, uh, great amount of information. You know, the stuff we'll try to give you right here. CDC.gov. Also, you know, the, the president's been holding daily press briefings. Correct. And he might, you might not like the president, but the medical professions are all professionals all are there. stepping up talking mm-hmm. and answering questions. Especially the people from the Commission Corps. The Commission Corps. So w- these are people we want to listen to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and turn off the hysteria. Yes. You know, every day, like New Jersey, yes. they just, every hour, they update the, the NJ.com website. How many cases confirmed? How many people yeah. are sick? How many are in the hospital? How many died? It's well, up to like the, 11 this or something. Is politics and medicine. You, you got to understand that, you know, politicians get you to do things. Look, look at what happened with the Patriot Act. That and, and um, yeah. that still the, hasn't been reversed. Yes. These are these are my fears. My fears are what what freedoms will be stripped from us now during this particular uh, crisis? You know, uh, never let a crisis go to waste. Well, they 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 live by this. And. Look, the thing is, is this a serious thing? Yes, of course. People are dying from this. Is it the next black death? No. And can it be prevented? Yes, it can. Um, do the things that we know. For Number one, the things that you can do right now to protect yourself. Number one, if you've got kids at home that you are, you know, the kids are home from school, whatever, stock up on as much liquor as you possibly can. Keep keep it, buy as much liquor, you're going to need it. Because with those freaking kids home, <coughs> if you don't have, and duct tape, duct tape is probably a good thing to tape them to the chair, but liquor for yourself. But no, seriously, just look, wash your hands, 
Uh, you want to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Go on YouTube. Learn how to wash your hands probably for the first time. Like a doctor would wash yes, their hands exactly. or a nurse prepping yes. for surgery. Exactly. In between your fingers, the back of your hands, your thumbs, that sort of thing. That's the way you want to do it. And it takes about 20 seconds. You see some people in a men's room. <laughs> it's like they a, a quick spritz. Quick spritz and it's done. That ain't going to do it. Okay. Um, use a paper towel to uh, dry your hands. Then use that towel to turn off the faucet and open up the door if you're in a public restroom. And the same thing, you know, pretty much you have the hand sanitizer. It, look, if you're sick, stay the hell home from work. Don't even think about it. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, mouth. Use a tissue to cough and then get rid of the tissue right away. Uh, even I'm saying at home. Um Use household wipes or sprays, disinfectants on every hard surface and all the stuff that you touch. Fomites, we call them. The, you take the, any, any surfaces that are constant that can hold uh, ba- bacteria or viruses, things of that nature. Uh, wipe them off, the doorknobs, the, the things, everything that you, that you would touch, steering wheels, things like that. Create a household plan. This is stuff, stuff we talk about all the time. You really should have some sort of a household plan that where if someone does get sick in the house, where are you going to quarantine them? Have a have a attic. room, <laughs> an attic, with garage, attic, garage. Have a room specifically set aside where you can keep a little fridge where you know where that person can be isolated from the from the rest. And at that point, uh, if they uh, are suspected or do uh, are suspected positive for, for this thing, um, then everybody's got to pretty much stay there. Um, the things that you don't need to do. Forget the masks, okay? If you are sick um, and, and and have a cough or whatever, yes, it's okay to wear a mask to go outside, but that's to protect other people from you. Gotcha. That mask is not going to protect you from the other people. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, the N95 masks, everybody running out there wearing N95 masks. Look, if you don't know how to put on gowns and gloves and masks properly without contaminating yourself and self-contaminating... The, the, the average person doesn't know how to do that. If you if you can't don and doff gloves properly, then don't the gloves be aren't worth them. it. Yes, exactly. Correct. Actually, it's worse because if you have the mask on, you're going to be touching your face too much. You're you're not going to know to touch your face so much, and and the mask gets all kiltered, and you and you try to get it back, and again, you're touching your face, and you shouldn't be touching your face to begin with. Avoid crowded places. Don't shop when everybody shops. If you have to go to the food store, try to do it on an off time. Keep your distance from crowds. That's pretty much it. If you if you have people who are compromised in the family, look after them. Like Anthony does. You go, I do the same thing with my father-in-law. My father-in-law is 91. He's compromised. I drop the food there. He brings it in. Anthony does the same thing. He, he's creating a barrier between that person. He drops it off uh, by his parents in their garage. They close the door. They come up and they get the food and whatever. And hopefully they're washing their hands too because everybody touched those bananas. Um, how do we s- slow the inspection down? Just be a good citizen, man. Just stay home if you don't have to go out. Don't panic. Um Use universal precautions. Wash your hands. Uh, I, I know it sounds ridiculous and so stupid, but it is the main thing to stop the spread of infection. Wash your hands properly. Go watch a YouTube video on how to wash your hands. If you have gloves, uh, you know, 
and you know how to put them on, watch it. There's YouTube videos about that too. Sure. You know, clean to clean, dirty to dirty. That's what you got to remember. Touch the clean surface with the clean surface and the dirty surface to the dirty surface. Then wear the gloves when you go outside if it makes you feel better. Uh, I do. I'll wear gloves uh, when I'm going to a you know, shop right or whatever and I'm, and I'm picking things up. You guys who are outside of the New York metro area, uh, this stuff is probably coming to you, but a lot, a lot less. You yeah, know. Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania has no confirmed cases at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh, Philadelphia has 67, no deaths. Pennsylvania has 267, one death. Uh, where New York City has 5,000 cases, 26 deaths. Yeah. The total United States death count right now, it sounds, I'm sorry, but of deceased is 260. 20,000 confirmed cases. Again, now as testing centers go up, mm-hmm. that number's going to spike because people are going to find out it's they gonna, had it that yes, didn't know they gonna had it, right? It's going to skyrocket. It's absolutely going to skyrocket because the tests we're using right now will detect it whether you have had it or have it. Uh, so, you know, the tests are getting a little bit better. And look, don't be running out. That's another point that uh, everybody, uh, Dr. Bricks was trying to make and, and uh, Tony Fauci was trying to make the other day. Don't be running out. Even the president was saying, don't be running out just to get tested because somebody you knew uh, who knows somebody else who knows somebody else went to Italy five months ago. No, look, it is not at this point, a very pleasant test to go through. you got to stick a swab up your nose, right? Uh, it's not just in your nose. It's to the back of your nose, and it's not just a little cotton swab. It is a brush, and it is not a pleasant test. They're working on making them better now, and we do have some. There are, there's a company right now in Austin, Texas, who is, come, has come out this week with a self-test kit. Uh, that you can mail in. And people were bitching that it's $135. What do you think? This shit is free? You got, somebody has to run that test. But by the time you get the mail-in test and mail it in, you might ha- you might contract it then. Right? <laughs> right. Like if it takes a right. week turnaround from mailing it in, it's going to come back negative and you might be feeling some yes. symptoms. But, oh, my test kit. I, 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 I need instant tests where I go and get swabbed. And, then and I then find what does it show? It shows that you're okay right now, right? Yeah. And what does that do for you? It nothing. does nothing for you because tomorrow you could be exposed. Maybe it gives you a false sense of, of security. The thing is, is look, let your doctor determine whether you need the test or not. Honestly, this, the treatment is the same. There is none. The stuff that's happening right now with, you know, that we, everybody's talking about, uh, you know, chloroquine and, and uh, look, the cohort, meaning the, the people that were tested is, is, it's so small, it's invisible. It was like 14 people. That is not a test. That, that doesn't prove anything at all to me. Um, those two drugs are not, yes, they've been around for a very long time. Uh, uh, azithromycin's been around for a long time. Everybody knows a Z-Pack. You go to any dock in the box, they're gonna, you're going to walk out with a Z-Pack even if you bu- bumped your toe, uh, which we're not going to get into my favorite subject. But... Um, that has been around for a while. Uh, chloroquine's been for a, around for forever. Um, but both of them, especially combined, I have talked to a number of cardiology friends of mine, and I don't know anyone. I would not feel very comfortable at all prescribing those two drugs together and sending you home. Both of them have the potential for cardio, uh, cardiac toxicity uh, to create a very uh, sudden death type of an arrhythmia. And really? Yes. And I can, I cannot take either of those drugs because I'm on an antiarrhythmic that absolutely interacts with that drug. And 
prescribing those two together and sending somebody home gives me the heebie-jeebies. Now, in an intensive care unit, at a, a particular situation, in a hospitalized thing where you've got doctors there, where you can resuscitate if necessary, yeah, okay, fine. That's up to the discretion of the attending physician. But, guys, look, this is not – there's no magic bullet. It's a virus. It's going to do what it does. It will get better. There are going to be plenty of people. Like I say, there are plenty of people right now. 90% of the people who get this thing are better and no consequence whatsoever. Sandy, I can't thank you enough for all of your insight to the best of your ability that you could share with us and all of our listeners here. Uh, right now, classes are up in the air, obviously, uh, and when the range will be reopening is up the up in the air. If you go on my uh Gun for Hire Instagram page, you'll notice in my story, I keep sharing and tagging local two-way friendly businesses, uh, food, like a little cake and Mr. Cupcakes and uh, my oh, salad, Bromelow's chocolate, you know, local, bi- oh, uh, Town Hall Deli, Matt Wonski. I keep retagging their posts in my story, so mm. you might want to check them out too. That'll help you out a little bit. But until then, please stay safe. Wash your damn hands, you filthy animals. (laughs) That's true. All right. Well, looks like we've done it again, even amidst the global pandemic. You guys got really no life. This is sad. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for High Radio. Gun for High Radio is a Canadian media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music. New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for High Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Listen, guys, come in off the roof. Um, we will get through this. This too shall pass. We love you guys. Be safe. Be courteous to one another be vigil treat everybody as if they're infected and that sounds horrible and every and every service as if it can give you something bad wash your hands take care we love you guys watch after anybody who you know who's compromised or elderly and do what you can for them we love you guys see you next week we will be here to go shine